Swanson to first. The Browns are world champions. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a second Super Bowl title in franchise history. And Tom Brady doesn't pass the torch yet to Mahomes, does he? Welcome to Sports Next, episode 45. We are recording on January 24, 2022. I am Henry, and I'm here with... Mr. Hodge. Mr. Hodge, that's right. Of course, you know Uncle Phil this week. But we got to keep the party going, especially mm-hmm. since the party keeps going here in L.A., We'll talk a yeah. little bit about that. We'll talk about a uh, divisional round. Talk about the upcoming championship round, which is going to be another crazy night. Mm-hmm. We're, going to talk, we're going to talk about UFC 270, which was a crazy two headliners uh, main event fights. Yep. And and uh, we got finding some little bit of baseball news coming up, and uh, of course, what's going on in basketball as we're heading into the All Star Week. Yeah. But um, let's start off the way we always start off. Uh, so we got January 24. I believe we're no longer in the Capricorns. Oh, yeah. The Capricorns are done, so your season is uh, over. That's, nobody cares no more. Nobody cares no more. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nobody cares until the Aries steps into the building. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, all right. yeah these, these are the Aquariuses. All right. Well, tell the first Aquarius is of right. uh, the season. <laughs> all right. So we are saying happy birthday to former NFL linebacker Brian Cushing. Our yeah. L.A. Rams beloved head coach, Sean McVay. Let's do it. Let's do it. We got to pick up it. a win against San Francisco, though, but still we got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe him. I believe in him. Yeah. He's a yeah, man. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he, he can man, do Sean. it. He don't get it done. Yep. Uh, joining these two is um, for the MLB is um, Whit Merrifield, uh, Tyler mm-hmm. Flowers, Jose Quint- uh, Quintana or uh, Quintana? Quintana? Okay, Quintana. Quintana. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Scott Casimir and mm-hmm. Sergey Spivak. There you go. Nice. That was. That's the way I pronounce it. I might have yeah. been wrong. <laughs> the way yeah. I train you. It's it's good enough for me. I, I would have said something different. I would have said supposed something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're gonna take a quick break right now, but we're gonna when we get back, we're gonna get straight into the NFL. Um, talk football talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, we it was a crazy weekend, so we'll be right back. We just gonna, I want to talk about it already. I'm already trying to talk about it. <laughs> let's take that, let's take that quick break, I guess. All right, so the divisional round was uh, man, this weekend was probably one of the best, better weekends in football in a very long time, especially from playoff football. Many times, playoff football is good, but uh. The games did not – all games came down to the wire, especially compared to the to the wild card round where a lot of teams were dominating the other teams. Um, and this one was made up for all that. So uh, let's start off with the first game, of course. Cincinnati Bengals, I guess, at the Titans. Uh, it's obviously in the AFC uh, side of things. And the Bengals, the Bengals, the underdog Bengals were able to uh, – the number one AFC uh, with Derrick Henry back, 19-16, thanks to a last field goal kick 
by mm -hmm. uh, McPherson, I believe, I believe is his name. And then um, I was only able to catch this last minute of this game. And I, it was already started, obviously, started out as a drama. And, and uh, well, like I said, Cincinnati Burrow is a winner, man. Joe Burrow, I mean, yes. considering the way he started last year, I mean, obviously, that was his rookie year. That excuse he kind of got hurt, too. Mm -hmm. And then now you have Jamar Chase, another rookie. Uh, and then just the rest of the Bengals, I mean, they're they're looking. Now you have a Cincinnati uh, city who has now two playoff wins, uh, making up for the, what was it, 30-something years without a playoff win. Yeah, 31. 31. So, uh, what's your th thoughts on this game right here? Um, first on the Bengals side, um, uh, they, um, it, was, it was pretty shaky. But um, they got it together. Yeah. Still an explosive uh, offense. Um, like you said, Burrow's a winner, and that's been that's been like that for him pretty much his whole football career. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Jamar Chase stepped up big time. Uh, they did some. They made some really key plays. Um, uh, despite Joe Burrow being sacked nine times, I think that's only the second time a uh, quarterback got sacked multiple times and won a game, and actually got sacked. Uh, actually uh, had the Titans actually had the most sacks um, in the playoff history and still lost. So that yeah. tells you how explosive uh, Cincinnati was. And that, that was a good win for the Bengals uh, on um, Tennessee side. Um, I was trying not to say last week, I kind of held my tongue because I wanted to be impartial, but <laughs> I felt like the Titans were frauds the entire time. I thought they was, they would be able to hold off the Bengals and then, like, get dominated by the Chiefs. But um, they got exposed right then um, with this game. Um, I've been hearing um, um, all season long about how good Ryan Tannehill is, and he's so underrated. He doesn't get the props he doesn't deserve. Um, no, he's not. He's not <laughs> underrated. <laughs> this yeah. is who he is. He's uh, Ryan Tannehill is an average quarterback uh, who's yeah. always gotten – who, who always barely got by until it was it meant until it meant the most. He he was average quarterback that got paid top quarterback money, right? And um, yeah, the, the people um, teams would like lose to the Titans because of the Derrick Henry factor. You take away Derrick Henry, what do you got left? I mean, obviously you got AJ Brown, but um, yeah, you know that he's the main target. So, but um, I I knew the Titans were fake. I just thought that they will at least hold off the Bengals. And for them to get after Joe Burrow, uh, as many as they did, and still lost, that tells you a lot about where they're at right now. Yeah. Uh, real quick with some numbers, real quick. Joe Burrow didn't, didn't score a touchdown at all. He did throw for 348 yards, and he was picked off once. Uh, Joe Mixon had a touchdown. But most of it, like I mentioned, it was the kicker. The kicker, uh, McPherson, scored 13 points this game. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, without him, they would have been blown out. Mm -hmm. um, and Tennessee's numbers, you talk about Ryan Tannehill. He threw for 220 yards, touchdown, and three interceptions. So, yeah, he didn't have quite a big name. But uh, A.J. Brown with 142 yards and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but we talk about uh, Jeffrey Simmons had three sacks. David Long had a sack. Harold Landry had a, a half, and, uh, half a sack. Uh, both the pre had a sack. Uh, the Nico Autry had one and a half sacks. Uh, Naquan Jones had half a sack. <laughs> Kyle Pico had a half a sack. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you talk about it. I mean, there were all these sacks going on, John Burrow, and somehow the Bengals were able to pull off that win. 
uh, they did enough for that. So uh, surprisingly, uh, they're going to move on to the AFC Championship game yep. against, well, we don't know that, but we'll get into it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, overall, again, it starts off, the division run started off pretty well. And Bengals are hot right now. Mm-hmm. And they're celebrating. So uh, we'll see how that's going to go in the next round. But uh, the next game that we had that Saturday, the Niners at the Packers. This is another number four seed, I believe, against the number one seed. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, and they're just number like six. Excuse me. Oh, they're number six. Okay. Yeah. And just like the last one, the underdog won this one away. San Francisco 49ers barely beat the Packers 13 to 10, also on a last minute field goal kick. And uh, but 13 to 10, so it wasn't a high scoring game at all. Um, and uh, again, uh, Aaron Rodgers choked on um, the playoff games against uh, the 49ers. And uh, I mean, you could talk about uh, how good Aaron Rodgers was throughout the season and everything, but um, I mean, he can't get it done in the playoffs much other than that one year they won in the uh, won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They haven't done much else, and uh. This was this was also like like I said a slow scoring game for for the for the Rogers. Not like they they barely lost thirty or by or forty something points to forty other points. Mm-hmm. No, they only scored ten points in this one. Uh, let's look at Rogers' numbers. He only threw for two hundred twenty five yards. Uh, Aaron Aaron Jones received for one hundred twenty nine yards. Uh, so Aaron Jones had a pretty good receiving day. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams with ninety yards. Um, but, I mean, Garoppolo didn't have that great of a game either. He had 131 yards with no touchdowns and an interception. Debo mm-hmm. uh, Samuel with 44 yards. George Kittle with 63 yards. But uh, the 49ers, they, they get by just to get in. And sometimes it feels like – I mean, obviously it sounds kind of like a hater thing, but, like, uh looks like they're just getting by. They're getting lucky all these games. Mm-hmm. And because, um, I mean, they're not winning because of Garoppolo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that, you know. They yeah. have pretty – I mean, believe me wrong, they have pretty, you know – uh, talented players like Debo's uh, Samuel, you know, mm-hmm. and of course they have George Kittle over there, Fred Warner and all that, Nick Bosa, but um, you know, somehow they're just getting by, but it was impressed that they got it by through uh, in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, uh, like, like I said last week, um, the Niners are a really physical team. I personally don't think they're like the, the best team, but they're really physical so they can uh, so they could definitely outmatch a lot of uh, players um, uh, based on their physicality. Um, they won that game off of defense and off of special teams. They had two key special team plays. Um, they blocked the field goal earlier in the game and then getting closer to the third quarter uh, when the Packers had to put a fourth down um, at close to their own end zone. It, it wasn't that close. It was, it, it was fairly not, not as close as you think of it, but it was like, you know, um, on the hills. Um, I, I have to look at where it was at. Um, the uh, special teams came in and blocked the punter and it took it all the way to the end zone for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And so it's wild considering um, um, that the Green Bay Packers have one of the best home field advantages in the NFL. Like it's cold out there and yeah, there. So you should have a leg up on your opponent, and Aaron. And you Rodgers, have Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> exactly, Aaron Rodgers once again. Like his. Uh, speaking of his bad playoff record, he has not beat the 49ers in the playoff game. Mm-hmm. So he's so, 0 for four, I believe. Yeah, 0 and four. Yeah. So um, so this was um, 
it was a it was an impressive win by the Niners in the sense of how how they they outmuscled them. They they limited um, the Packers because the Packers offense is pretty much Aaron Rodgers throw to Devontae Adams, handed mm-hmm. up to Aaron Jones, and then um, we'll see after that. But um, yeah, he I think Aaron Rodgers um, didn't, didn't trust his uh, other teammates too much, and you cannot have that mentality in the playoffs is all or nothing. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, the, the Niners unfortunately advanced once again. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll go over the next game in a moment, but um, yeah. Um, have you heard any of Aaron Rodgers comments? No, I, I'm not. I was actually going to just ask you, um, um, well, I, I don't know if this is related to that, but is Aaron Rodgers, like, is he done with Green Bay? Uh, yeah, it, it was along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Um, do I think he's done? Um, I, I think there's a chance he's done. Um, I think given the right um, options um, and um, uh, whatever decision-making along with that, he should be able he, – he may be able to come back. Um, um, Jordan Love did not do them justice. And like I said, he does hold um, – he does have all the leverage um, despite his playoff performances. He's still um, the best quarterback that they can hope for. So I do b- believe that Green Bay is going to do all they can to keep Aaron Rodgers around. Um, I don't know where he got that comment from saying, um, I, I'm not coming back for a rebuild year. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, I believe they have a lot of free agents. And I think believe, I believe even Devontae Adams is a free agent. I oh, yeah, that is, you, are, you are. So I think they have, yeah, I think I saw something. They have a nice list of uh, free agents. So... Maybe that's why he came up with that. And it was like, well, if that's the case, you know, obviously all these guys want to get paid. You know, you got like Devontae Adams and obviously Rogers, you're going to have to pay those guys to, for them to both keep both of them. And yeah. then that, I believe, like, there's other teams um, that could pay them that need quarterbacks. I mean, you talk about uh, the Broncos, who they always somehow, somehow they've been needing a quarterback for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and Elway's all up for going for the big quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So that's what I don't know. I always think about. Oh man, like I can see Denver making a play at him. Yeah, he's always a Niner fan, and um, yeah. I don't know if the Niners right now are going to be well. Depending on how the rest of the playoffs go, mm-hmm. they're entirely sold on Garoppolo or even uh, the other kid. Yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Um, if things aren't lining to up to his liking, I can see him um, being out of. Of Green Bay, which pro- most likely Devontae will be too, if that's the case. Yeah, I mean he's also worried he doesn't even have to play. I mean, like last last year he barely re- uh, decided to play, mm-hmm. and he could also just retire. Yeah. yeah, he has so much going on. I mean, he's looking like he wants to start an acting career and everything. Yeah, well, maybe maybe he'll maybe people will like him again if he did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, like you mentioned, the Niners are going to the NFC Conference Championship game against the winner of the Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is, of course, uh, Matthew Stafford's uh, trying to get his second playoff win against a guy who's won, like, what, 30, 40 of them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the GOAT in football. And uh, regardless how you look at it, um, he uh, obviously the Bucs are the defending champions. They're in Tampa Bay, and uh, sure enough, I mean, somehow, I mean, 
with the the Rams were they got it done. They got it done against Tom Brady. But man, it, as as Rams fans, we were freaking. Oh man, it was an emotional roller coaster going through this. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at the first half of the game, like, oh, we got this. All right, we got. But then some, even though we're winning by like twenty to three, uh, and at the end of the first half, we we're like, okay, well, I mean, this is Brady. Brady has came come back from. Obviously, we all know more than that. Yeah. And um, so it's still kind of like, okay, well, there's still a lot of football left to play, but, so we can't get too comfortable. Uh, I, I, when I saw this game, too, I was thinking about the Cardinal game where, you know, we were winning by several uh, points also, and uh, all we had to do is just play it smart. We had to run the ball. We had to run the ball. We could run the ball. And then, like, if we had to just do a field goal kick, then we got that because our defense is holding their ground. Um, and so we just, we just got to do that. But the problem with the bugs, I mean, I believe that I've seen that the, this is the first time, uh, the, the defense, the starting defense that they had planned for the season actually got to play together mm-hmm. uh, the, all season. So uh, we're like, oh crap, you know, here we go. Like, and there's one of the better defenses when they're all together and especially against the running game. And so that, that was the problem. Later on in the game, as we see, like we like as I mentioned, we we're winning twenty to three, and then of course Brady was came, was coming back and become after the third quarter it was twenty seven to thirteen, so it still looked like a pretty good lead, mm-hmm. but the fourth quarter came and I believe it was before that where we where the Rams were fumbling a, a quite a couple times. Cooper Cup had a fumble. Yeah. Uh, uh, who was that? Uh, another player uh, had a Cam fumble. Cam Makers uh, had a fumble. A very yeah. a very big fumble that that one was pretty tough to swallow yeah uh because it set them up the tough day up and then everything eventually got them a touchdown that time mm-hmm. and then there was later on i believe in the fourth quarter or was it the third quarter where we got back a fumble we recovered a fumble oh, from tampa yeah. bay yeah and then somehow the miscommunication between the uh center and and uh stafford or, or it looked like it was more the center because stafford wasn't even saying like all right there's Let's, let's do it or nothing yeah. like that. Yeah. And then he just hiked the ball. And then, like, he, obviously, Stafford wasn't ready. So he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> the ball went all the way back. And then Stafford tried to go get it back. But uh, Tampa Bay got it back. And then they were like, oh, crap. And I think that set them up mm-hmm. to, uh, like, they scored 14 points in the fourth quarter toward uh, the Rams. Uh, well, the Rams haven't scored in the fourth quarter by that time to where Tampa Bay, obviously, they tied the game. 27 to 27, it looked like Brady was going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And I knew, like, that's still a lot of time for Brady. You got to – he still had three timeouts, like, I think with less than two minutes or something like that. Yeah. And then he throws, he throws the ball to Mike Evans. And, man, it's – you feel like, oh, man, he's going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And then – but somehow I still felt around that time, you know, like, okay, well, now we get the ball. We still have a lot of time. All, all we have to do, because it's just a tie game, is set him up, you know, throw the ball. Because so another problem that we had, I believe, in the game was that, like I mentioned, we had to run the ball because we were winning. We had to run the ball, mm-hmm. but the defense, Tampa Bay's defense, was so good against the running game that you know it wasn't doing much for us. Yeah. So that was that's the difference between the Cardinals game, the Cardinal game, and so it had to lead. Okay, either we're gonna go three and out, or you know we got to toss the ball, and then sometimes it, the Stafford tossing the ball could have been a little bit scary. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, but man, this Cooper Cup, the MVP. I don't care what anybody Ooh. says. Uh, screw, screw Rogers, screw Brady. The <laughs> uh, Cooper Cup is the MVP this year. I mean, with what he's done for the Rams this year, I mean, 
he gave Stafford, I mean, much more confidence in being happy with being in LA um, without Robert Woods. And he did, he wasn't just, obviously he won the triple crown in receiving, but what, what, what he does when the, when the, the we play in the running game, when he does, uh, yes, uh, he acts like as a tight end yep. and he does so good at that. I mean, still doing everything he does as a receiver mm-hmm. is super impressive. And again, that catch, that final play, that's all we needed. All I was scared about is, you know, getting there and <laughs> spiking the ball on time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, run, Stafford, run. And then the referee, like, come on, ref, <laughs> get there. Because it was getting to the last couple seconds. Mm-hmm. And that was the only thing I was, I was scared about. Sure enough, we got it in time. And uh, Matt Gay, who's having a terrific year, mm-hmm. um, he got, he was able to get that field goal kick. And uh, man, it was such a, such a crazy game. Such an emotional game. Obviously, the frustration was there for us that we yeah. let this game go. We should have wiped the floor off with these guys. Yeah. But Brady being Brady and our fumbles and our mistakes, we were going to lose that. If we were to lose this game, it wouldn't be about Brady. It wouldn't be about us screwing it up. Yeah. And luckily, we were – luckily, I would say, we were able to recover <laughs> it and win the game. All right, yeah. Raj, I'll let you go on too. Yeah. I think you did a good job summarizing – everything I'll, I'll just give my thoughts hopefully it's quick <laughs> but, <laughs> i feel like i have a lot to say too but i'm like let me <laughs> yeah um, go ahead um so um people have been saying how it was an upset and there was a few uh, i didn't pay too much attention about it because I, I don't i don't want a, a lot of negativity going on with me but they were saying a lot of people did have the bucks winning this game they must have forgotten that the Rams have beaten them twice before before this game. And we messed up well. I didn't – and I took it a play at a time. I took it one quarter at a time. So I didn't get super excited when we were up 27-10 um, or 27-13. I didn't get – I was like, let me chill. Let me just mm-hmm. take it one game at a time. And then the fourth quarter happened. I saw the implosion. I was like – and. I, I'm not going to lie. I thought we were going to lose at that point. I was like, oh, no, not again, mm-hmm. not again. Um, and um, so, um, I mean, you cannot state this enough. Like, um, Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. especially that seam route, that that post route, that was, that, that was a poetry in motion. Like, I've never screamed so loud in my life. I don't know if it was because how Michael's <laughs> voice picked up and then my voice picked up. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. I screamed so loud. And um and it is like you see um why the Rams made these offseason moves or why they do why they're going all in, why they why they take uh chances on on giving away draft picks and, and added superstars. Um it's for the moments like these. And mm-hmm. you see why. Um, uh, the Rams. Uh, it was clear why the Rams traded for Matthew Stafford and, and in place of Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff wouldn't have been able to make that throw. I believe. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, even if it could, I don't even think he'll have the confidence to make that throw. No, no. He he probably would have kept checking down or something. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would toss it next to, next to MK Makers. <laughs> there you go, buddy. <laughs> right. But yeah, this was um, uh, Matthew Stafford mentioned that he always wanted to play in, in the big games where the game on the line and he wanted to make a comeback. And he did just that. Um, the trades that we made, the acquisitions we've made, 
everybody seems to be clicking. I do believe that this is the most complete team remaining. And, mm-hmm. and um, so the Rams did an awesome job. Um, as far as the Buccaneers, um, I don't know. They, they just, I mean, obviously we matched up with them well, but I, I, obviously they had a lot of injured players. You know, that definitely made a difference. Um, mm-hmm. Their injured old line, you know, um, uh, they, they were hurt. And, um, and which I forgot to mention the Rams defense, like um, the, the secret to being Tom Brady never changes. If you got to put pressure on him, you got to hit him. If yep. you could get to him, he, he will fold. And, um, and um, he did exactly that. Um, How about Von Miller, though? Von Miller put wow. pressure on him big time. Von Miller looks like the Von Miller of Super Bowl 50. Right. I mean, that that's I'm, – I'm pretty stoked about it. I mean, you know me and that, that Broncos team from Super Bowl 50, man. Oh, yeah. I love that team, man. That's why I was excited. And then slowly but surely, he, he's coming along pretty well. And I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was yeah, – like all the moves the Rams have made – it's coming to wishing. So they just have to keep it going and they just have to keep it moving. Um, but yeah, the Buccaneers, they just weren't in sync. Um, they started figuring out in the fourth quarter, but um, uh, the Rams made that comeback. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's big ups to them. Um, I do want to take a little like side note here because it's the big story. Uh, it's one of those stories that's like floating around that's not confirmed, but people want to talk about it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, uh, the question about Tom Brady's um, and whether or not he's going to, to retire. No way. You, you don't think so? No way. I mean, for, for, okay, so he obviously could and he'll, like, he's done. Like, he's, he, there's not much else for him to prove. I'll give him, like, yeah, there's that. Yeah. What else are you going to prove? Like, yeah, you might want to win your race Super Bowl. But, I mean, he, he seems like someone who's like, well, I can still play. So, it don't matter how many accomplishments I have, mm-hmm. I can still play. Yeah. You know? That's, that's why I feel like maybe Gronkowski's done. I can see him being done, but yeah, I don't know about Brady. Brady seems like, like I said, he seems like a guy who's going to continue playing until, I mean, especially if, as long as he has Bruce Arians, so as long as he has a good coach, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like he's, he still, he still has a, a maybe another year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've looked at um, a little bit of his press conferences. I, I've, I've watched some press conferences here. They're not too much. Um, um, that was the first time I've seen Brady like really concerned about it. Like he, he had that concerned look about oh, what he's okay. going to do. So um, do I think he's going to retire? I don't think so. Uh, okay. But I do think he's going to, I think he's going to try maybe a year or two to see if he could like end it on, on eight Super Bowls. If not, right. then, um, then um, we'll see. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll probably retire. Like, cause I think he wants to end on a high note, but um mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I do think um, um, he's finally like took a step back and be like, hey, maybe it's time, you know? So maybe he's um, exhausted. He had an exhausting season, maybe, and he yeah. felt like it really was because I mean he threw a lot this last game. He threw fifty four yeah. times. Um, let me just talk about some of the numbers. Like he threw. Okay. Oh, I think I believe he had a really bad first half. He didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I believe he didn't even have a a hundred uh, yards after the. I mean. Uh, when the first half ended, mm-hmm. he ended up with 329. Of course, his touchdown and interception. Uh, but um, he that's still pretty impressive. Like, I mean, again, throwing 54 times compared to Matthew Stafford, who threw for 38 times, yeah. uh, 366 yards and two touchdowns. 
because they, be, they become about that time. I mean, they were a little bit controlling the running game. Fournette was still kind of a beast. He did have two rushing touchdowns, 51 yeah. yards. Mm-hmm. But Fournette was a factor, I believe, yeah. in this game for them for them to come back. But obviously, it would all become, became about Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 119 yards with a touchdown. Gronkowski, of course, eventually became a, a factor with 85 yards. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, he threw a lot. And uh, it was mostly to those four guys, Rob, uh, Evans, Gronkowski, Fournette. Who also have, who have he's a big guy, you know, he's a, a running back and he was getting his uh his catches too, and then Scott Miller. Um, but uh I mean Brady Brady, I still think he has it. Mm-hmm. He's just probably exhausted that game, mm-hmm. I think. Um, because I mean the defense were all on him too. We yeah. talk about some of the you talked about the Rams defense. Uh David Long has seven tackles, Darius Williams has seven uh five tackles, but uh Ever Donald had a sack. You had Nick Scott with an interception. Bob Miller had a sack. Uh, Leonard Floyd had a sack. So, uh, you know, another game, another part of, uh, you know, we, we were talking about um, the screw-ups that the Rams had, you know, with Cooper Cup, Cam Makers, like Cooper Cup with the first one. And that's another thing, too. I, I was watching the post-interview with Cooper Cup, talking mm-hmm. about the game, and I don't even think they asked him too much about his. He just said, like, oh, you know, he just managed to start mentioning the mistakes, and he said, like, oh, it all started out with me. I mean, he put that on himself first, like, yeah, that was that was my my fault and everything, and um, so I thought that was pretty good over him to like, oh yeah, you know, like they didn't ask him about his, they just he just brought that up, mm-hmm. and of course the center going to uh, oh, hiking the ball to uh, Stafford, yeah, and uh, that one was bad, and that one really that because I mean we had the momentum there, that would have been we could have ended it there, you know, yeah, and uh, we and then another uh, almost. Screw up by Eric Weddle. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually forgot the pass. Yeah, kind of get the pass interception, but uh, because the ball was already down, mm-hmm. it just it just it was just the fourth down, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a turnover uh, down, but uh, the Rams had to like take up a couple yards back. Yeah, but that would have been also all bad on us. Um, I think Matt Gay did uh miss a field goal kick. I think. Yeah. On yeah, this was- one. That was close to the third quarter, ending. and it wasn't even like I mean, it, it was just weak in, in that one because it was it didn't not like he missed it directional wise. He was just so short, yeah. You know, so um, but uh, the punting was good. Hector did his thing for sure, yeah, as he always does. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Sam, oh, another one that we forgot to mention, uh, Andrew Whitworth didn't play, but his replacement was pretty oh, yeah. impressive too. Oh, uh, yeah. No boom, no boom was really. He had who? Who was he working on? He had for most part of the game. Who was that that oh, he was working on? Um, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Sue. It was. Uh, it was uh, not Carson Day. Oh, Pierre Paul. There, yeah, there you go. Jason Pierre Paul, and he got he got it really well. Yeah. So uh, that was impressive for Noboom to come in and do what he did. Yeah, and I, I think though that that protection was key in a lot of Stafford's throws. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the Rams drafted him quite some time ago, and um, and they've kept him um in their, they kept him on the roster um to um as to be no boom's I mean no boom uh, Andrew Whitworth's replacement when he's retired, and so he's he's had a lot of time to develop, and he's looked solid. Yeah, he has a good guy to look at behind after you know or to study. Yeah, Whitworth. Um, but let's talk about the defense of the of uh, Tampa Bay. Winfield probably did the more tackles with eight. Levante mm-hmm. David was pretty good. Jamel Dean 
uh, Devin White, obviously their usual suspect. Uh, Sue had a uh, well. Oh, here's another thing that affected the game that we forgot to talk about is uh, Brady getting pissed off because he got started bleeding off of Von Miller. Oh yeah, uh, hit and yeah. Uh, from what it looked like, at first I was like, well, I mean, because they got him for uh, uh, they they called the foul on Brady for uh, unsportsmanlike conduct or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I thought, like, well, he didn't do too bad. I mean, yeah, he was probably yelling at the rest. Is like, it, but I guess later on, they're saying that he was actually cussing or he was actually really, really, he was being really mean. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, okay, um, yeah, that I guess. Uh, but I think that's the first time he's got a, um, a foul that way. Yeah. I mean, because he was clearly bleeding. I was like, yeah, was, he probably upset. He was bleeding. And I kind of got scared of Brady at that point because, you know, he looked like a mad Brady. So I was like, uh oh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then there was the one where uh sue got uh a stafford and then they got uh they gave sue the the the, the foul for uh sportsman like i believe also yeah and that one and that one looked like uh well they first brought up a little bit that stafford kind of kicked him or something like that mm-hmm. or he kind of uh and then sue was obviously mad about that and talking shit to stafford who was his former teammate back over in detroit yeah um and uh so they but they got sue instead and uh, so that kind of also screwed up the Bucks a little bit and kind of helped us out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Matt Stafford said he was um, trying to get up as fast as possible and, and, and said um, um, Sue was saying some things to him and got screwed over. But um, Stafford said he didn't pay any of it attention. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, you can't let that get heated on. But um, – I mean, yeah. that uh, so that set up a Niners at Rams NFC Conference Championship, which we'll talk about almost soon. But um, yeah. it's oh, gonna be and, a big one. Yeah. Also, shout out to uh, I'm I'm being sarcastic. Shout out to Antonio Brown for trolling. Oh, the oh, what do you do? You you remember when he jumped up in the air uh, at uh-huh. the game? He he photoshopped a sign that said of uh, see, see a Bucks or something like that. Oh, uh, man. I'm uh, not surprised. Uh, I'm not surprised by his attitude. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah he, I think he says something about he, he wasn't concerned about his mental health or something like that. Right. Whatever. Well, you should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's go to the game of the weekend. I mean, it ended up with all those good games. I thought, of course, the, or the game of the weekend was going to be Rams and, and, and Bucks. Mm-hmm. But then this one just stole the show for sure. Bills yeah. at Kansas City Chiefs. This is, I guess, the AFC uh, rematch, conference championship rematch from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, what a what a game that was! Uh, I mean, where do I start? But um, I'm trying to start off with like the final score: Chiefs defeated the Bills uh, in OT, um, thanks to uh, Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. uh, and, of course, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But uh, so let's go. A little, let's go probably the quarter by quarter. Then the first quarter ended a tie, seven seven. Um, second quarter, seven seven. So fourteen fourteen. And then the Chiefs got a little advantage in the third one, making it a nine nine seven on the third quarter. So we'll put it at uh, what would that be? Twenty one uh, and twenty one and twenty twenty three, I believe. Believe so. Yeah. And, but the fourth quarter, though, man, probably one of the best quarter, one of the craziest quarters football single quarter of the football ever yeah it ended, it, that quarter ended with bill scoring 15 points in that and 13 points but um 
So Josh Allen throws for 320. I'm, I'm trying to go I'm all over the place. I, I was really trying to find out where to start out. But <laughs> 329 yards, four touchdown passes. Uh, Josh Allen was 68 yards to 11 carries. So he was the leading rusher in his team. Uh, but we talk about we talk about receiving in this game. We talk about Gabriel Davis going 201 yards with four touchdowns. Imagine the imagine the, the numbers on that, or fantasy points on that, if that was a game going on, man. And uh, so we talk about the fourth quarter, how uh, talk about like the last few minutes where where all the Buffalo Bills needed to. So Buffalo Bills got that touchdown, and I believe they they got a what was the advantage in that in that case that made them decide to get go for the conversion because. If without it, then the Chiefs would just have to tie the game, mm-hmm. I believe, and they would. Oh no! Oh, they would something like that. They would have to tie the game, so they probably went for a two-point conversion because even with the field goal, the Chiefs would still not win the game. I believe yeah. that was the scenario. Yeah. So they got the touchdown, and it looked like it was over. And man, thirteen seconds, you figured, like, okay, well, that's it. You know. And then uh, 13 seconds. But I still feel like well, they still had like three timeouts left, but it's 13 seconds. So it's like yeah. probably, you're probably most likely going to be able to use only one of them anyway. Yeah. But they still have, you know, a little bit of time. So all the, all the Chiefs have to do is get field possession, kind of what, what the Rams had to do. And you tie the game to send it to overtime. And you don't think that. I mean, three, I mean, 13 seconds, you don't have, that's not enough time, right? <laughs> don't say that to Mahomes. Mahomes got it done. He got it, uh, and then for them to get that tie, and then to shoot it to overtime, and everybody was like, "What? How did that even happen?" Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm obviously not doing it justice right now. I'm really like, <laughs> you know, I'm making it sound boring because I mean, <laughs> but it's one of those like, man, like, how do you? You can't. I mean, <laughs> you can't talk. You can't make it exciting by just describing what happened. Obviously, most people saw that game. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, the monster, um, is fast. I think that was the that was the final catch of the of the or oh, that's how the, the Chiefs, I believe, tied the game or or got the little advantage or something like that. It was it was, yeah. it was uh, the Tyreek Hill. Of, yeah, one of one of them he he broke big for a touchdown. It, it was like a five yard in and he just kept running. Yeah, like <laughs> how are you gonna say bye to somebody, wave goodbye when they're in front of you? You <laughs> still beat him. He's like, man, the confidence in your speed is crazy. <laughs> and then, so it ended with the, the the regulation ended with a with a tie, uh, thirty six to thirty six, and it was to shoot it to overtime. And uh, the Chiefs won the coin toss, and they obviously chose to get the ball. Mm-hmm. And so, because of that, so I guess the rules are: if you score a touchdown. That's it. You win the game on that first ter- on their first, you know, possession. Yeah. Uh, but if they would have scored a field goal or not score at all, obviously, then the Bills would have a chance to either tie the the, the field goal or win the game. Yeah. And it goes like that. So, uh, but the Chiefs being the Chiefs, uh, they threw to Kelsey, and uh, that was also a crazy catch, man. Yeah. How did he got that? That was crazy. I mean, we could talk a lot about like. You know, because you think about the, the Cooper Cup one, like they 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 left them open. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then have Cooper Cup open. Same thing with Mike Evans and all, and all these guys. And you know, the, the defense just fucked up on that. But I mean, the defense was there for Buffalo, and they still didn't manage. And then Kelsey still caught the ball, and obviously that was it. Which is a little controversial going around that. That I mean, that's not fair for Buffalo, especially when you have a guy like jo- Josh Allen who just played as hard. Like he had probably one of the greatest games that he's probably ever gonna play, yeah. and he's gonna lose that game. You know, and uh, that's what sucked. That's what sucks for for Buffalo side. Mm -hmm. I mean, what else do you want? What else can you ask for? There was that there was that point also when they got the lead, you know, in the fourth quarter. Where obviously there there has to be a kickoff, but a lot of people, well, why did you kick? Why why did you kick it to uh, what was that called? Uh, That hard. So, you know, you should have just given them that time. Take away some time, maybe an onside mm-hmm. kick, maybe something like that, where mm-hmm. they could like time will run out. Mm-hmm. But no, you had to do all that. That happened, and you gave them you gave Mahomes that 13 seconds, which is what made the difference. Yeah, and set them up for that. So uh, that's also that kind of coaching decision that is a little question mark now that we have it now. You know that that yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was all around crazy game, and uh, the Chiefs are going to host another AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. and I guess the Bengals. And you, I mean, um, but now I'm after going all over the place. My tongue is twisted, so <laughs> I should go bring it home. Yeah, that, that game will do that to you. That was um, that game. That fourth quarter was fireworks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like it was like. Uh, Take this. Oh, really? Let me go show you something. Take that. Exactly. What, what you gonna do now? Oh, that. Oh, that's fine with me. Let's go to overtime. It's like <laughs> the Moreno Figueroa fight. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, that was an insane game. Um, that was a. Um, if you're a fan of, if you're a casual fan of, you're just just like offense. This is the game for you. I go. Oh, yeah. yeah. People who don't appreciate um. Football don't really like the defensive games, but they love offensive games. And th- this was the game. Um, both defenses yeah. did an absolutely horrible job. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, um, so I at the end of the day, I thought definitely um, the best game out of the weekend, which says a lot because there was a lot of insane games. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, it, it was like the perfect game to end on. So um, mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, the Chiefs do move on. So as far as the overtime rules, I, I, um, this is my thing. Um, I, I forgot what year that was. Uh, I'm trying to – it was in the 2000s. So I'm not going to say the year. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I, I want to say it was during the Brady era um, – a, a Brady Manning era, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, that was there was a moment where um, the game went to overtime, and they kicked the field goal, and Peyton Manning didn't have that chance to show what he could do, which is why they have the current rule right now of um, um, they have to kick the field goals um, in order for to keep going. But if they score a touchdown, then then it will end. This mm-hmm. is my personal thing. Um, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the original rules to begin with um, back then. I. This feels like a thing where our our favorite quarterback didn't get a chance and we feel so bad for him. Let, yeah. Let's change the rules so we can make the situation better um, for, yeah. our, for our quarterback that 
didn't get a shot because yeah because it's happened so there have been so many overtimes and literally nobody um blinked an eye but whatever yeah. just like what happened with Peyton Manning um they're trying to do the same thing with Josh Allen so yeah. I do think they're going to change the overtime rules I personally don't want to but I'm kind of like with the NFL like they've changed so much now I'm just throwing my hands up I'm like do you guys do whatever you want yeah but, um, yeah it, it just it just feels like um uh, like oh this is unfair not uh, it's, it's like I didn't see anything wrong like I said I didn't see anything wrong with the original rules it's like um mm. of you you get the ball first you got to stop them but um yeah. it, it's just one of those cases where we feel bad that our quarterback didn't get a shot and it my thing is like oh oh well but I am going to expect some changes to happen, you know, because I think um, the Chiefs campaigned for for last season during the, one of their regular season games where they where they had yeah. didn't get a chance to get the ball, and um, nobody said anything. They they just moved on like nothing happened. So yeah, so it expect the change to happen. Yeah. That being said, well, we're set up for an AFC Championship game between the Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So that that makes it San Francisco 49ers in the against the Rams in the in the NFC side and then the AFC side the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs which we'll talk a little bit later on let's just get let's just talk about some newsy stuff right here we talk about Brady we talk about uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about how you know the, the, the bleeding and all that mm-hmm. and then how we got called for the foul it says official explains on sportsmanlike conduct penalty on Tom Brady says he got in my face and used abusive language. Well, pretty much he got butt hurt. <laughs> well, Brady, Brady said, uh, Brady turned to the referee Sean Hocholi to voice his displeasure with the lack of uh, roughing the passer penalty after being hit by Miller, driving a flag just not for the reason Brady wanted. Brady was penalized for unsportsmanlike conduct for the first time in his career. Hocholi explained the flag after that. He got in my face in an aggressive manner and used brace. That sounds like a very crybaby thing to say. He got in my face in an aggressive manner and used abusive language. As for the hit, we did not think that it rose to the level of roughing the passer. Brady was knocked back a step or two, but didn't co- come close to falling down as a result of the contact. That didn't keep him from giving Hutch. He probably just he probably was hurt in his face or whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, like he didn't, it's not yell or anything like that. Yeah. But um, and, and we talk about also like one well, at least well Brady didn't get pampered this time or, they, or maybe he wanted to show that too. You see, like we're not gonna pamper even though he's the goat. Mm-hmm. It ain't like he's Aaron Rodgers. We pamper him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, well maybe that like I said, Brady looked exhausted from that game. That's probably what it is. And for him, for all that exhaustion and to come up with the loss, it's probably I mean, would have won. He probably wouldn't even be like he would have been like, all right, oh yeah, well that that, that made yeah. it worth it. Yeah. yeah, but he obviously lost and he. Must have been, uh, yeah, exhausting. Yeah, and uh, we talked a little bit about the Bills wide receiver Gabriel Davis doing catching all those. He catches playoff record four touchdowns in divisional round loss to Chiefs, and that's those like lost to the Chiefs. Um, but that's pretty much all it. All there is that he says it's hard to celebrate that when something like yeah. that happens. Said Davis. At the end of the day, this is a team game, and you want your team to keep going and keep playing to win the Super Bowl and move forward. I was looking forward to having the AFC Championship at home, as well as, and we didn't get the job done today. It's upsetting. Yeah, so it's a team game. I mean, that's a good man that knows what 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 the priorities are. At. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That like I said, that was a bad defensive game, and um, and so I'm assuming the Bills. Um, game. I mean, the Chiefs game plan was to 
shut down um, Stefan Diggs. Well, congratulations. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let somebody else run wild on you. <laughs> uh, but now let's get into some haters right now. What it looks like. Okay. Uh, Cardinals owner Michael Bigwell is appointed with the finish bothered by Rams NFC title game. So uh, I'll have to read this before, you know, when I was when I was reading through what you had, and it's like, oh, Arizona Cardinals went all in on 2021. Arizona has been sitting at home for a week now. Nice. We can say that again. Arizona has been sitting at home for a week. Thanks to who? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to whose house? <laughs> Rams house. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so he says, two divisional rivals scoring off with the conference crowd can't sit well with any occupant of the same division. And especially not one that had the division title in sight before letting it slip away, which is what happened to them. Yeah. Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell is working towards ensuring it doesn't happen again. Disappointing for everybody, Bidwell said. For our players, for our coaches, certainly for our fans, and certainly as a fan myself, it was very disappointed. We have high expectations. So it doesn't sound much like, obviously, he's bothered by that they're playing, but it's more like, obviously, he's upset that his team is not in that championship game. Yeah. So not so much that, oh, it's Rams 49. At least that's what I first thought. Like, oh, you have a problem with two uh, division rivals going for the championship. I mean, mm-hmm. it's good for football. It's good. I mean, it doesn't get bigger than that almost, you know? Yeah. This is like this is like Cowboys and, and Giants. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, go ahead. I think part of it is um, I believe the Cardinals beat the Niners twice, but if, if I'm not mistaken, this season. Mm-hmm. And he's probably looking at that. He was like, well, what the hell? You know? Yeah. Um, we, we beat them. You know, we should be in there. But, like, the issue is you haven't beaten the Rams, so – yeah. So just um, drink your tears and enjoy yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Stay in your nice home, your mansion, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> enjoy a good game. Exactly. A rivalry game. I mean, it doesn't get – even if it was, I mean, Rams and the Fortnite in that division is, like, the game, you know? So yeah. it could have been even if it's Rams and Cardinals, like, okay, that's yeah, it's a division, you know, game, but it's L.A. and San Francisco. The, one of the exactly. ultimate, one of the ultimate rivalries in sports, other than Boston and New York. Exactly. So um, that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be bragging rights. Uh, it's gonna be like we mentioned, like last year, where we talk about, you know, I mean, last week when we talk about the Dodgers and the Giants making the playoffs and playing mm-hmm. each other in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, it wasn't for the uh, National League championship, but um, it was still playoffs. So bragging rights were there. And uh, the LA took it, so hopefully LA can take it this time. Exactly. We can't lose to the same team three times in one season. Exactly. Especially when the Super Bowl is right there, we can make up for those. I, I don't. We can make up for those two losses right here. Exactly. exactly. I don't, yep. Nobody's gonna even talk about those two losses. We're gonna talk about this game right here. Exactly. Yeah. So it's time to go. But uh, I guess again, we, uh, we're trying to hold it because we still gotta talk about the conference games. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I think we're not going to have much to talk about at that point now because we already went all over. <laughs> well, I could go in later. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's try to move on before okay. we get more into it. All right. Today's head coach, Sean Payton, has not committed to return to New Orleans for 2022 NFL season, which is pretty big news for New Orleans. That now that they already have their Drew Brees era is gone and not to have Sean Payton era gone um, will be big news for them. Yeah. Um... Yeah, this is definitely. I I think he's. Um, it looked like he's just missing, 
the whole Drew Brees era and mm. just missing the fact that um, um, he's probably just losing a bit of a, the edge. So mm-hmm. it's like, why am I going to stick around? So that's probably what he's battling. Um, he probably doesn't uh, want to move forward with Jameis Winston. Um, mm-hmm. He probably doesn't. Uh, uh, he definitely, I can tell you this, he definitely lost faith in the taste of Bill. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, he seemed like he just lost a bit of the edge and he's probably just um, contemplating, probably not retirement per se, or at least, or at least stepping away from the game. And then mm-hmm. maybe get into something else, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ravens part ways with BC uh, coordinator Don Wink Martindale. That's yep. just that. Right. that oh, Panthers hire ex Giants head coach Ben McAdoo as new offensive coordinator. Oh, that's just funny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Giants hire Joe Schuwen as next general manager. So uh, hopefully okay. he could fix that Giants team. Yeah, um, he, yeah, he he's a he was a assistant to um the Buffalo Bills uh, general mm. manager. So he's, and oh, you okay. see what they've been doing. So oh, maybe okay. maybe this yeah. could be something, or at least the beginning of something. Yeah, yeah, and uh, all right, let's get a little bit more into talking about the conference championship round. Starting off with some uh, injury news. As we talk about Chief Safety Tyron Matthew uh, remains in concussion protocol ahead of AFC Championship game. Uh, Coach Andy Reid said Monday that Matthew is in protocol, but said that safety feels good ahead of AFC Championship game. That he's still in protocol and going through it, but he feels good. We'll see how that goes moving forward. So they're going to obviously need him. But mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, which will lead me into this game as we talk about Sunday's games beginning in uh, 12 uh, noon uh, Pacific time, I believe. So yeah. that'll be three Eastern time. Um, Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship. I believe the Bengals beat the Chiefs in the, one of the last games of the season. Did it? Yeah. Was that, yeah, they did. All right. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, it could easily be like, well, Chiefs were like, well, we got it already, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, the Bengals have been hot. They've been hot the last, and and that's sometimes all you need is to get hot in the right time. Yeah. Um, obviously, they don't have as much as experience as the Chiefs do when we talk about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and Travis Kelsey. But, I mean, can the Bengals pull off another upset? They beat the Titans, who were supposed to be the, the favorites, you know, throughout this, the, uh, the the playoffs, especially with Derrick Henry. So, Hodge, what, what are your thoughts? Um, This is um a very intriguing matchup. Um. As you said, um, the Bengals did beat the Chiefs. So I don't get the vibe from the Bengals that the moment is too big for them because they are a young team uh, with mm-hmm. a bunch of young players. And so they seem like they're ready to, as long as they're not um, into their heads and don't overthink it, there there could be um, a possible win uh, for the Bengals. So um, and, as you, and as far as the Chiefs, we already know about the Chiefs. There's nothing more to say about mm. Kansas City. Um, yeah. I'm just going to go with, like, what I consider the safe pick and go with the vets over the youngsters. So I'm going to roll with the Chiefs to be in the Super Bowl and to beat the Bengals. I think it's going to be a very competitive game. I think it's going to be a close game. But um, mm-hmm. I got, um, I'm going to go with KC winning this game up. I think I'll be surprised if the Bengals win, but not too surprised because they've just been really solid up to this point. But I'm going with Kansas City. 
Yeah, but the one thing also with the Bengals on side, like Joe Burrow is a winner. We mentioned before. Um, yeah. Joe Burrow, it looks so comfortable in these situations. I yeah. mean, I don't think the, the his lack of of, of uh, experience as far as the NFL side of it. Obviously, he had a lot of pretty experience in the in the college days, mm-hmm. but um, he just looks like he's okay with it. Um, I mean, they do have a young coach, and usually young coaches are you know kind of like a killer in um, the playoffs. Because yeah. the playoff time, when we talk about Meg Bay when we made the Super Bowl, um, and things like that, and especially when you're talking about somebody as experienced as Andy Reid is, mm-hmm. um, so um, that's that's gonna be a thing to to look at into this, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one, like you said, the Bengals win, um, it's gonna be probably one of the biggest upsets I think in recent memory as far as far as the playoffs. We talk yeah. about that. Yeah, and uh, but it's hard to it's hard to bet against you know the Chiefs right now the veterans there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chief, uh, with Mahomes still being young, but all the experience he already has in the playoffs, mm-hmm. the things that Mahomes can do that not many other players can do. It's not even just quarterbacks. I mean, not many other players can do. Talk about like the 30, 13 seconds. So Bengals have to be perfect throughout the game. All every single minute, every single second of this game, they're gonna have to be perfect. Yep, to beat the Chiefs. That's the way to beat the Chiefs. Right now, yeah. And look, I mean, if Josh Allen couldn't do it, he was perfect, oh, nearly perfect. Well, mm-hmm. he was perfect. I would say he was perfect. I mean, how? What? What? What else can you ask for as a quarterback? Yeah. And you're at this point, you're just you're gonna have to be okay. If you have that, you know, just have a better defense. And you think yeah. about okay, so did the Bengals have a better defense than the Bills? Um, <laughs> that's another thing. That's the thing we're gonna have to think about. True. So uh, if they do, then I mean. Then we should be okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, see. But but Kansas City has a pretty decent uh, defense when they want when they could be when they're mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see about this one. Either way, it's going to be an intriguing game. And um, you know, let's go to the main one. I mean, divisional game for the conference championship: San Francisco 49ers at LA Rams in SoFi. The Rams have a chance to do what the Bucks did last year. And host the Super Bowl. I mean, think, think think about that. How hard it is to host the Super Bowl, or to have, play the Super Bowl in your own home field, and to be done for it to be done in back to back weekend, uh, back to back Super Bowls. That would be crazy. Yeah, but definitely. That's what the Rams have a chance to do here. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little. As I, I talked a little about it. It's like, <laughs> can you lose to the same team three times in one season? You know, that's what's going to become the question. And then we have lost to the 49ers uh, how many times in a row now? Six. Uh, how many? Six. Six. Okay. There has to be a point where it's like, we ain't, we ain't falling for that shot no more. Yeah. Because especially the last one where we shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. And and um, so, and then that's, and you notice that's the main reason why we lose some of these games. It's because of us. It's not so much that the other team is better. Is that we 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 that's how we almost lost the uh, the Bucks, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. we were screwing up, we were screwing around, and we had to play the way that we played the Cardinals, but we were just so perfect on every end. Yeah, and that's what's gonna. I mean, and you mentioned that the 49ers are a very physical team, so we're gonna have to find a way. So when we do have a lead, a comfortable lead, okay, so are we gonna be able to run the ball kind of like what we did with the Cardinals? I don't think so. It's going to probably be more like the Bucks, uh, where we're going to have to find another way to, to drain the clock. Yeah. So what they were talking about, Al Michaels and uh, uh, Chris Collinsworth were talking about, 
during the game is that uh, we have to continue playing. We can't, uh, when a team like that, we have to keep on going and and go for it because you cannot let Bucks and uh, or Brady with that with the ball again like that. So we have to play. We just continue scoring like that, and um, that will probably might be the key to beat the 49ers this time because, like I mentioned earlier, it's not that Garoppolo's good. I mean, Garoppolo has some pretty good weapons. Mm-hmm. Talk about George Kittle, Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, we, the Rams, have a better team for sure. Stafford has better weapons right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's clicking as far as that. I mean, we when you talk about Cub, you talk about Odell Beckham. We talk about Higby, who's been great. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and Stafford obviously comp- changed, comparing him to to Goff. I mean, with it's just that Stafford has more uh, confidence, and uh, he has the, the the arm talent to do it. So, I mean, Four Niners have like said pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's gonna be, uh, but so did the Bucks, and we got through. We got around that. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be, and it's gonna be all for bragging rights. Of course, this is gonna be the one that matters the most because it's the one that will get us to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. Right. So yeah. Um. The Niners have had our number. Um. For six straight games, I believe that was since their Super Bowl run in 2019. I believe. Mm-hmm. And um. We haven't been being able to beat them since. The last time we played them, we were up 17-0 and gave that game away. Um, uh, like I said, this is, a, this is a strong 49er team. They're going to punch you in the mouth every chance they get. And so the Rams need to definitely rally and take care of it. Um, I have, have been thinking about this game, obviously, because, you know, Rams fan and, you know, yeah. Want to beat the Niners so badly, and yep. this is our third time playing them. Um, now obviously, as a fan, you know you could just watch and speculate, but I put myself: what if I was a player of the Rams? Um, what if I was on that roster? Um, the Super Bowl is at your home, and you have one game left, and you can't—you haven't been able to beat this Niners team for so much. I I don't think I would ever forgive myself if I allowed uh, this team, I don't care what happened in the past. I don't, I don't think I would live myself if I let this team win with the opportunity to host a, host a Lombardi trophy in my home stadium and to prance around and celebrate. I would be, I would take that as an offense. I would, I would premeditate, this cannot happen. You cannot come in and celebrate on our, our home turf. Mm-hmm. So I hope – I know the losses have been in the back of their mind, but I hope they have that mentality. I, I hope they don't act too emotional. Just keep it intact. I go for the kill and out physical them. So, um, yeah. so um, uh, I'm, usually, I'm unbiased during the season, but when it's the playoffs, I'm really biased. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to – I'm going to go all in on the Rams. But um, um, that's that's going to be my mentality. So, yeah. yeah. And we have we have the tool, the, the, everything, all the weapons to be physical against. So, I mean, you talk yeah. about Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and uh, uh, Floyd, and yeah. all that, uh, Jenna Ramsey and everything. We have every, the tools to do that. You know, we have the talent there mm-hmm. to do it. So, um, 
I mean, yeah, we're going to have to use all that. All those guys have to do it. Like, okay, keep that in mind. Like, we cannot let these guys beat us again, especially when the most important thing is at stake. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah, it's going to be big. It's going to be big amount for both of these teams. I'm pretty sure the 49ers want one as bad as the Rams do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good weekend. Um, tense, I mean, for <laughs> us, when we get to watching this game, uh, mm-hmm. You're going to have to get a lot of water watching this. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> um, but uh, can't wait for it. And uh, that's going to be it for football right now. And uh, I know we had a long talk about football right now. It was but, a jam-packed uh, weekend, so yeah. I expected it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about some UFC. So uh, we'll be right back. All right, UFC 270 and Ganu versus Gan. Uh, that was the main event of this one. It was, uh, took place in the Honda Center in Anaheim, also right around the neck of the woods. Um, and uh, let's let's just get straight to it. Mm-hmm. We had uh, let's go. Let's start off with the co-main event right now in this one. All right, which was man a hell of a fight, man. And uh, it was of course Moreno, Brandon Moreno versus Davidson Figueredo. The third fight of this one for the flyweight championship, Moreno's flyweight championship. And, uh, man, it was such a back-and-forth thing. And that was so tough to, to freaking judge this one. I didn't envy the judges in this one. Yeah. It was tough. And – but um, so – and just the 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 crowd, huh, they were just all yelling for Moreno. I mean, obviously, mm. this is Southern California, and there's a lot of Mexican pride here. Mm-hmm. And um, so – they're all rooted for Moreno, and both of these guys just just gave each other everything. It's better than the first fight. The first fight was was already great fight. The mm-hmm. second one, obviously, Moreno was able to finish Figueredo, mm-hmm. and then the third fight was obviously took the prize. And um, I I mean, even though Moreno, I felt like Moreno landed a lot more than Figueredo did. Yeah. When Figueredo landed, he just has so much power on him, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you have power against speed. So Moreno had the speed. Figueredo had the power. And when he landed, I mean, he 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 knocked down Moreno, I believe, a couple times. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what probably won Figueroa the fight, mm-hmm. those those little knockdowns. But what I was so impressed about Moreno's takedown defense. I mean, there's so many times when Figueroa tried to take him down, and then Moreno was just like, nope, you know, you ain't taking me down. Nope, 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 ooh, <laughs> nope. And that's what I felt was what it was. So, like I said, Figueroa defeated Brandon Moreno. Uh, unanimous decision, but it was a 48-47 in every card, which sounds fair. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. But uh, And then Figueredo to call out Moreno for the fourth fight, this time in Mexico. I was like, oh, that's pretty ballsy of him. Yeah. Um, but uh, you already had kind of Mexico Junior going on here. Now you can imagine <laughs> with actual Mexico. And um, But that, like I said, this is another classic because maybe, and I will say maybe that fourth fight will happen because, uh, you know, there's not that much going on in the flyweight division as, as far as that's concerned, uh, concerned yeah. with that. But um, uh, how's your thoughts in this fight? Um, very tough, intense fight. I had a hard time judging this fight myself. I didn't know. Um, I, there, there was moments where I thought Moreno had um, the better hand than uh, Figueroa, but um, I, I forgot what round that was. It, it was one of the earlier rounds, but it, it was just a back and forth fight. It, it felt like after like maybe the first two rounds, I believe it was just a tug of war. Um, 
feel like Moreno, he I, he obviously landed way more. Um, he was actually more accurate. Um, but mm-hmm. um, but um, um, Figueroa just um, he just kept going, and um, it was literally a, a tug of war. I I couldn't decide what was um who will win that fight. I I I just assumed Moreno um was gonna win. Um, so I. I I guess they they did call the fight fair, so I can't really like say, oh, this didn't happen. But um, no, mm. so it was just a tough fight. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I know I said last week I was like uh, they shouldn't fight anymore. They should let someone else from flyweight division fight and then take then bring it back. But um, I kind of want to see it again. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it was so. Yeah. And the, what I like about this robbery is like they have so much respect for each other as well. They do mm. a little trash talking. Like there was a couple times when um. Figueroa kind of got mad at the end of one of the rounds and he kind of like, uh, I don't know if he shoved or he did something mm-hmm. and everyone was like, oh, 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 chill, chill, chill. And I think the next round, Moreno kind of did the same. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, you see, you love to see that. But yeah. I mean, at the same time, they have so much respect for each other. They end up, they, they fight hugging each other and thanking each other for a hell of a fight. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's what I, I like about it. I mean, those are those rivalries that just two guys just completely hate each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's these guys who both hate each other and love fighting against each other and yeah. respect the hell out of each other, which is, which is pretty awesome to watch. Yeah. Um, but uh, with that, I mean, as disappointed as I am, because obviously I was rooting for Moreno. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love his personality, uh, but Figueredo, uh, congratulations to him. He's, he's a beast also. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll see where that goes with in the, uh, the flyweight title. But let's go to the main event. The one everybody wants to talk to and Ganu, the actual uh, champ against the interim champ Cyril Gan, and uh, man, this I, I, man, I'm so impressed by Gano right here. And at this point, Gano's a boss right now. He is yeah. the man right now. I mean, yeah. he's got he's got the UFC by the balls, man. <laughs> he's got everything <laughs> like right now. So obviously, every, we we're talking about it, and it's like we always said, oh, Cyril Gan seems like to be like the most technical fighter. He seems to be the most like. I don't know them to know more. Gano seems just to be like the, the punching guy. You know, he just wants to sock you and then just knock you out. And if he if it's that's more than two two rounds, which is something I said, then it's not going to be good for Ngannou. Mm-hmm. But man, what was so impressive, he's the one who initiated a lot of the wrestling. He's the one who initiated a lot of the technical part of the fight against Cyril Gano. And Cyril Gano was probably surprised. He's like, well, what's going on here? And Ngannou, I mean, to, for a guy like that, Big. I mean, Gano's also big, man. He, he's he's scary as hell. He's he's yeah. just a monster right now. Yeah. And for him to like, now you have to worry not just of him knocking you out. You have to worry about him actually taking you down and try to gun and pound you or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty scary right there. And he took he took sir five rounds and he get a decision 48-47, with the unanimous decision victory. Over Cyril God, making Ngannou the undisputed heavyweight champ, the undisputed baddest man in the world right now. Facts. And uh, man, that was impressive by Ngannou. And I mean, the world is his right now. And yeah. uh, uh, how's your thoughts on this fight? Um, another crazy fight. Um, uh, God did what he did um, last time, which was strategically think and he was technical. Um, I was extremely surprised by Ngannou's um, uh, wrestling and, and technicality. Well, it was more so like the wrestling, but um, I was surprised he went that route and it mm-hmm. worked out to his favor. And so I thought it was a great fight. 
um, yeah, like you said, Ngannou is the man, like mm-hmm. like the capital T with the capital H and the capital E. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he he definitely um he definitely did that. He earned the right to call himself the undisputed champ, uh, heavyweight champion. So yeah, that was a good fight. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, so we talk. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna talk about this right away uh, because okay. there was kind of thing uh, going on after that fight. So. There's a tradition when, you know, when the championship fights, the winner, Dana White wraps the championship belt around the winner. And this time it didn't happen to Ngannou. I mean, if you recall what we were talking about last week, at least especially what Phil was talking about last week, is that, I mean, Ngannou, this was Ngannou's last fight in his contract. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ngannou, before that, he's more like, well, I mean, I'm not in a rush to be all, all up on UFC right now. I could be fighting somewhere else for more money. Uh, so I feel like this was kind of so Dana White didn't put his the belt around Francis Ngannou, and uh, he actually ditched his 270 press conference and uh, the champ's response. So uh, it's no secret that Dana White and Francis Ngannou have butted heads and had issues with each other during the latest uh, contract dispute. That's why UFC's president absence after Ngannou's big win over several guys through some interest reactions from fans and pundits alike. Uh, so. Um, so to add that, uh, White was also a no-show at the post-fight, post-fight press conference, ditching his normal duties of announcing fight bon- finite bonuses and filling questions about the key events. He said, I don't know. You had to ask him. No, I did not have anything to do about that. And Ghanu said about White not putting one belt around his waist. I think that, that was their decision. I'm about to ask about that, too. Ooh. Ooh. Wow, okay. I didn't know I didn't know that he skipped the press conference, too, and Ghanu reacted with a laugh. Gano and his management have had issues with his restrictive uh, contract for a while now. For a while now, the heavyweight champion said it's not simply just about money, but also how he's been treated to, during his tenure. It's been a long time I've been wondering about my future in the company, and Gano said, so nothing has changed. I'm still in the same position. So there is something going on right there after this impressive event for Gano. But mm-hmm. like I said, it looks like the you know the world is his right now, so he can literally do whatever the heck he wants. I mean, yeah. Phil's talked about it uh, last week, how he wins and he can literally do anything, you know? Yeah. So um, we'll see where Ngano's going to go after this, but that will put the heavy. So you were thinking about, so if he's gone, you have to have either another interim championship again, which mm-hmm. obviously will put Cyril Gone up there again, yeah. or you're going to, or you're going to have a, a, you know, just say, screw that, screw Ngano, let's just have the undisputed championship again and, and name someone undisputed champion in the heavyweight division. So, and from what we hear, also John Jones is like he's calling both of these guys or Ngano out. Like, all right, so or he called both of these guys out before the fight. So, but you know, John Jones is just talking right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, man, it's it's getting heated between Ngano and the rest of the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead. Yeah, I I think. Oh, tough decision. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think if you're Dana White, um. I would probably check it, check in with him within maybe a month or two and um, see where his head is at. If, if he's feels like he's going to move on, just move on without him. Um, I, I would say if Nagata was an honorable man, he would just go ahead and drop the title. But I don't, I don't see him doing that. I feel like he's just want to yeah. mess with him. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's talk about the rest of the card. I mean, we'll have five fights in the in the main card. We had a. This is another one. I did like this fight. Walter Waits, Michelle Pereira defeating Andre Fialo. 
But man, this was another interesting fight, a good back and forth fight. I, I've always yeah. I've been a big fan of Michel Pereira for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Watching him, I mean, he's he's he just does so many things, so many crazy things on the in there that uh, catches your eye. Yeah, but uh, he picked that unanimous win, 29-28, uh, all across the board. So, uh, uh, good job for Pereira. I think he's now like a four, five, three, four, five winning streak in the UFC. But um, watch out for Pereira. Definitely, that's somebody I would I would not want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, another one, bantamweight Said Ramagamada, which is not related to Khabib. Okay. Uh, def- defeated Cody Stammen in a submission guillotine choke in the first, yeah. 47 seconds in the first round. That was nasty. Yeah. That was nasty. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, eesh. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, watch out for Said in the bantamweight division. Welterweight uh, Marco Morales defeated Trevin Giles in TKO and punches in the first round with four minutes and six seconds in. That was nasty too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some nasty finishes right there. Yeah. Uh, we talk about prelims, which uh, unfortunately I didn't get to watch any. I don't think Hodge got to watch any of this. No. Uh, but let's go over it real quick. Phantom Wade's Victor Henry defeated uh, Rioni Barcelos in a mass decision. Waterways Jack de la Madalena defeated Pete Rodriguez in TKO punches. Phantom Tony Gravely defeated Simon Oliveira in a mass decision. Lightweights Matt Frivoli defeated Gennaro Valdez in TKO punches in the first round. Women strawberries Vanessa Demopoulos defeated Sylvia Gomez Juarez in Smishna Armbar. And flyweights Jasmine Jazu Davicius defeated Kay Hansen in the decision. Now let's talk about the money wise. Uh, Fighter of the Night, of course, went to DeVesa and Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. They both received 50 Gs each. Mm-hmm. Performance of the Night went to Saeed Normagomedov and Vanessa Demopoulos. Uh, some payouts. Let's talk about some payouts real quick. Franz and Ganu got uh, 600 Gs out of that, not including bonus. Uh, Sarah Gani got 500 Gs. Figueredo got 150. And Moreno got 200. Uh, Michelle Pereira got 100, with including uh, the 50,000 bonus. And Andre Fialo got 12 Gs. Other big names that got Cody Stammer, who lost real quick, got 65 Gs in his fight. Trevor Giles, who also lost, got 45 Gs. Uh, Victor Henry got 40. Uh, Tony Gravity got 44 and Matt Frivoli got 44. So there's your payouts for UFC 270. And like I mentioned earlier, we won't have fight night this weekend. So there's not much to talk about this weekend. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about some uh, basketball real quick. All right. So we got a surprise here in the Eastern Conference uh, division as we speak right now. We have the number one team. Remember when we it had a couple of weeks of a surprise to us. There was the Bulls, the number one. Yeah. yeah. So it's not the Bulls anymore. And it's not the Nets. It's the Miami Heat. That's the number crazy. one seed. The number one. This ain't 2012. This ain't 2013. This is now, you know. And they're the number one team right now at 30 and 17. They're 73 in their last 10. That is insane. And uh, the number one, two team, it's not the Bulls. It's the Nets for sure. So they're five and five in their last ten. They have they lost the last game, mm-hmm. but the Bulls are three and seven in their last ten. They're in a two game losing streak. So something's going on over there in Chicago. Yeah, they still remain at third place, but uh, still something. Uh, like what's going on over here? Mm-hmm. Number four is the Bucks. Number five is the Cavs. Number six are the Sixers. Number seven are the Hornets. The Celtics coming up. They're number eight now. Okay. 
uh, dropping, I believe, is the Wizards. They're the three-game losing streak. But the Hawks have a little four-game winning streak. And of course, the worst team in the NBA, the Orlando Magic. I believe that's the, the worst team in the NBA. Any surprises? Yeah. The Western Conference, we have uh, the Suns are still number one. They have a six-game winning, winning streak. The Warriors are second place. They're three games behind the Suns. There's a little two-game winning streak. Number three is still Memphis. Number four is uh, Utah. Number five is Dallas. Number six is Denver Nuggets. Seven is Timberwolves. Eight are Lakers. Clippers are right behind them. And uh, so what's going on with the Clippers? But uh, something, the Thunder on a five-game losing streak and the worst teams uh, along with the Houston Rockets. And the current games right now, we have the Cavs defeating the Knicks, 95-93. So big win for them. Pelicans on top of the Pacers. The Bulls all over the Thunder right now, 97-86. And the Suns, oh, a good game that's going on right now. The Suns and the Jazz, uh, as we speak, is only like a two-game lead right now. Mm-hmm. But later, other games this week, tomorrow, Lakers at Nets. Okay. And this is the game that apparently Anthony Davis will be back for. This yeah. is a later story about it. He's probably going to be back for that game. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. Actually, look, one more say we'll see. He should be back. Yeah. But we'll see how they'll play together. That's yeah. Another thing too. Oh, how yeah. they're gonna treat? Uh, how they're they gonna treat him uh, playing this game? Yeah. Because he's one of the more fragile uh, players in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else we have here. The Dallas will be playing Warriors also tomorrow. Uh, let's see what if I could find any other good games. Nuggets will be playing the Nets later on this week. Lakers at Sixers will be playing. Um, Clippers at at Miami Heat on Friday. Uh, so as it looks like the bigger games going on this week so far. Okay. Uh, but uh, let's talk about the All-Star game. LeBron leads uh, NBA latest All-Star voting retur- uh, returns. Now leads the NBA in the latest fan returns. Uh, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, DeMar, DeMar DeRozan, and James continue to be the top vote-getters. So as we speak right now, Western front court, we've got the top three guys are LeBron, Lokic, Lok- Jokic, and Wiggins. Paul George is a four, Davis at number five. Guards, we have Steph Curry, Jay Morant, Donkic, uh, Clay Thompson, and Devin Booker. We have in the Eastern Conference, the top five, we have Kevin Durant, uh, Giannis, Joel Embiid. And Embiid is having a monster the last few games. Yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler. And guards, we have DeMar Rosen, Trey Young, Zach Levine, James Harden, and uh, Lamelo Ball. So uh, that's the way that we're looking at right now as far as the All Star game. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Brooklyn Nets. Uh, James Harden expresses frustration over consistency of calls from officials. It's a good, uh, the Harden knows that he didn't know. The, uh, so when he asks why he feels that he isn't getting the same calls he used to get, Harden knows that he didn't know the answer. He says, it's a good question, Harden. I don't know. I don't even want to talk about it. But it's definitely, when I get to the basket, the same calls the guys are getting. Obviously, you can't call all of them. But there's one more. There's ones where there's clearly stiff arms and chips and things like that. But on the other end, there's no consistency. So it's frustrating. So this is the same guy who over the last couple, uh, ever since he became a star with the Houston Rockets, getting everything that he once called is mm-hmm. um, suddenly complaining because the NBA decided to hold back on those calls. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, yeah. like you, why, why, are you, why are you complaining? Like, I can make an argument that most of your big games was because you kept going to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember those mm-hmm. 19 out of 19 free throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, it, it's like, 
it's like you're mad because you're you're not getting the calls. How about you just play some basketball? Ooh, like, damn! Like it, yeah, get him, Hodge. It's like, come on now, come on. Hmm. <laughs> Give him the old Henry the LeBron treatment. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 I don't know. It's just it's just baffling to me. It's like oh, I, he's like the NBA is holding back on their calls because of what happened at the Olympics. Um, mm-hmm. those referees at the Olympics did not um, want to hear anything. They they were complaining to them, and they looked and the Team USA looked extremely vulnerable in the beginning. They had to readjust. So, mm-hmm. so it's it's like no, like like you get the calls that you get. Don't don't drive down the lane and hook your arms around people and demand and uh, a call. You know, let's play yep. basketball. Yep. Yeah. Uh, with that being said. Talk about playing basketball. Milwaukee Bucks guard Grayson Allen was suspended by the NBA for one game on Sunday for his hard foul on Alex Caruso that resulted in a broken right wrist for the Chicago Bulls guard. And will serve as a special Wednesday when the Bucks visit the Cleveland Cavaliers. Caruso was driving to the basket Friday night when a hard foul by Allen cost him to land on his right, right side. Caruso lay on the floor for a few minutes, though he stayed in the game to attempt the free throws that resulted from Allen's play two foul. The Bucks visit the Cav- uh, Cavaliers Wednesday before hosting the Knicks. We disagree with the suspension the Bucks said in the statement. We support Grayson and look forward to him rejoining our team on Friday's game versus New York. Huh. I mean, I don't know how the foul looked, but you broke the man's wrist. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. From my hearing from my hearing, he has a history of being very physical like that. Yeah, well, yeah. well maybe he maybe he needs a timeout. I guess he's the guy who like uh, beefs it with Trey Young a lot. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. He needs a timeout, but he, he needs to think about what he's done. <laughs> you broke the man's wrist. I hope you're proud yeah. of yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> the Knicks organization has been fined 25 grand for violating league rules governing media interview access. The NBA announced today the fine results from the Knicks refusal to make Julius Randle available for the media following last night's game versus the New Orleans Pelicans. Huh. Yeah, um, I, I'm, it's the Knicks. I, I don't know what to say about that. They're, they're the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, you're crazy. Y'all crazy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like this. It's part of sports. You got to talk to the media. I, I know it's aggravating. I know it's annoying. You know, mm-hmm. just. I mean, I, I would have liked it better if he would have like came out and said something dirty rather than not showing up. Like, I guess they're upset that their season's not going well. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, could be just that. Yeah, um, probably. But that'll be it in basketball. But we do have one baseball news or big baseball news because so, it, it does revolve around the reason why we haven't had much baseball news. So, MLB and Players Association plan to meet again Tuesday at the site to make progress. Sources: MLB, MLBPA plan to meet again Tuesday at the Monday bargaining sessions led to the first sliver of progress between the sides since the league blocked players on December 2nd. In the face-to-face meeting, which lasted about two hours, the union offered a broad proposal in which it dropped its request for age-based free agency and significantly cut the amount of revenue sharing that asked the league to funnel away from the small market teams. The day before the lockout, uh, we'll know about that. Um, their Monday's meeting, the union rejected three MLB proposals from the first post-lockout meeting between the sites 11 days ago. And will be offered a formula-based salary system for players between two and three years of service time, a draft pick, reward for success by players who started on opening day, and a slight tweak to a draft lottery in which all non-player playoff teams will be eligible to receive a top three pick. 
The pairs remain steadfast in a number of their positions, Monday sources said, including raising the minimum salary from 570500 a year to 775 bumping the competitive balance tax threshold from $270 million to $245 million, and instituting the draft lottery among non-playoff teams for the first eight picks. So it looks like there's a little bit of progress they're going to meet again tomorrow. Hopefully it all moves smoothly because we cannot afford not to have baseball. We need baseball too. Exactly. Um, and uh, that's about it for now as far as sports next this year, this week. Um, what are we going to We're going to have – yeah, we're gonna have, of course, the NFC Championship game this uh, in the AFC Championship game this uh, Sunday. So that's, I, really, I think it's gonna leave. Other than those two games, it's gonna leave some sports into a quick break because we're not gonna have UFC. <laughs> uh, we do have basketball, of course. Uh, so that'll be it. And um, hope you guys enjoyed the episode today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.